welcome back to the Step Into Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Danny Underwood, a lawyer turned mindset coach, a mum, and a high vibe boss babe. This podcast is here to delve into all things mindset and self development to help you step into your power and become the best version of yourself. Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of the Step Into Your Power podcast. As you just heard, my name is Danny. And I'm so freaking excited to be here with you today. So I've been wanting to host a podcast for a while now. And so I'm just so happy that this dream of mine has finally come to fruition. So today's episode is going to be about listening to your intuition and also my journey of how I've come to be where I am today as a mindset and empowerment coach and how I've ended up where I am because I listened to my intuition. So a little bit about me, I am a qualified NLP practitioner, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. Essentially what that is, is we use specific language techniques to rewire the brain and to create new neural pathways so we can create new habits and overcome limiting beliefs or get rid of old habits which may no longer be serving you. We can also assist in overcoming childhood or past trauma. There's a whole host of techniques that we use in NLP so I'll probably do another podcast on that in the future but that's just a little bit of an overview for you as to what my qualifications actually are as a mindset and empowerment coach. So my mission in life is to help women take control of their life, realize their potential and go after their goals. As the saying goes, you are best qualified to serve the woman you once were. So, you know, for me, I've been in a shit situation. I've had shit things thrown at me, traumatic experiences and events happen to me in life and I've still overcome them, right? And I want to help other people to do the same and achieve big and achieve their goals. And part of that is now doing this podcast, which I've just launched. At this stage, it will be a weekly episode And hopefully it does empower and inspire you. So let's get into today's episode. So we'll start off, yeah, with my story. You know, I think I got into self-development when I was in around about year 12. That's at the point in my life where I sort of thought I was getting my shit together. So I guess for people who know me, they will know I didn't necessarily have the best childhood Um, I was raised by a single mother who had mental health issues and I was emotionally and physically abused throughout my childhood and was often made to not feel good enough. And so I did have a lot of subconscious trauma and limiting beliefs uh, that I have, you know, I did carry through life with me up until very recently since becoming a qualified NLP practitioner, I've obviously had the opportunity to work with other NLP practitioners to work through those things. And all I can say is, wow, like it is so empowering to work through these things. And I didn't even really realize I was carrying 
this emotional baggage around, like a lot of it was in my subconscious. So using specific techniques, we were able to allow these subconscious things to come to the surface and then deal with them. And obviously now I feel like I'm in a much better position to move forward in my life and I have a lot a lot less things holding me back. That's just a little side note. So in year 12, I did move out of home because it just wasn't a great environment and I needed to remove myself from that environment and I did actually set boundaries with my mother, which was probably the first time in my life that I set boundaries with her and you know told her I would no longer tolerate being disrespected and abused. So I communicated those boundaries to her and unfortunately you know she didn't respect them so we no longer have a relationship and that's okay with me like I've come to terms with that now and another little side note you know don't be afraid to set and enforce boundaries because you deserve to be respected so you know it's so important that you respect yourself enough to actually set boundaries and let other people know how you expect to be treated and what you will and won't accept. And the people that really love you and respect you will respect your boundaries. Um, And the people that don't respect your boundaries, then they're not your people. You don't need them in your life. It doesn't matter who they are. If they're not going to respect you enough and respect your, to respect your boundaries, then you don't need them in your life. And that's been a massive realization for me as well because obviously society say you know you must have your family in your life no matter what they do to you or how they treat you you know there's lots of societal expectations um but I've now realized that that's not necessarily true and I'm going to design my life how I want to live my life and design it by my own rules and what feels good for me and only have people in my life that respect me And I 100% encourage you to do the same. And I will do another episode on boundaries as well, because like I said, they're just so important. But yeah, in year 12, I uh, did enroll myself in an adult learning college so that I could also work at McDonald's as a manager because I was sort of financially supporting myself after moving out of home. So I was doing that. I was going to school a few days a week because at the adult learning college, you didn't have to go five days a week. And at that point, I was set on becoming a lawyer. So I suppose, you know, growing up when I was younger, I was always really good at debating and I've always wanted to help other people. And I was also passionate about justice, I guess. So that's where becoming a lawyer came into it. Um, that's why I decided to go down that path. A lot of people growing up had also doubted me, told me I wasn't smart enough, told me I wasn't good enough, told me I wouldn't amount to anything, told me this, told me that. And so I really wanted to prove to all those people as well that I could become something for myself. I could do whatever I wanted and I could become a lawyer, which was a well-paid job and highly socially regarded so I guess that also came into it as well that I wanted to prove to everyone that had doubted me in my life as well so I did study really hard in year 12 and I did succeed got into my law degree at university and so I went on 
and did that for four years while working in a bar. And then after you actually finish your law degree, you then also have to go on to do a graduate diploma in legal practice, or some people call it uh, practical legal training, um, which is another year. So it's all up five years. So then I went on to do that additional year and I actually landed a government admin job. So I was um, working full time in a government admin role whilst doing my graduate diploma. Um, And then once I completed my graduate diploma and was uh, admitted as a solicitor and barrister, then I moved into my legal career where I started off working once again for the government in a tribunal setting. And then I moved on into um, legal aid work. And so I practiced as a lawyer for about two years up until I went on maternity leave earlier this year to have my son. And I guess throughout this period of studying and working and practicing as a lawyer, I always had, you know, an inner feeling um, and was questioning, is this the right path? And I always had an inner feeling, like I knew I wanted to help people, but I always had an inner feeling like, was this the right capacity that I wanted to help people in? And I remember probably when I was still at law school that I sort of had an idea come to me about being a life coach. And I sort of pushed that aside and told myself, no, no, you're studying law, you need to complete your law degree, you want to become a lawyer, this is what you want to do. And then every time that thought or a similar thought about getting into coaching cropped up when I was doing my graduate diploma and then when I was working, I always gave myself reasons why I couldn't do that, why I had to stay in my law career Um, that was my chosen career, I told myself. And, you know, it is a highly regarded job. And, you know, I'd racked up a massive hex debt or university debt in studying for so long. So yeah, I always came up with reasons why I had to stick with that as my career and why I shouldn't pursue a career in coaching. The reason I got into law in the first place, like I said, it was because I wanted to help other people. And in practice, it didn't always feel like I was helping people in the way that I wanted to. Sometimes what I had to do or the advice I had to give didn't sit well with me and wasn't really how I had envisaged it when, you know, in year 12, I decided I wanted to become a lawyer and applied for university all the way back then. And then going actually practicing law, they were sort of two different things that how I'd envisaged something and how it actually was. And just as an example, you have a duty to your clients, right? So you have to give them the best advice for the situation possible. And so particularly in relation to criminal and family law, sometimes you're giving clients advice that doesn't sit well with you morally but that is the best advice for your clients. So you need to give them that advice. And so, yeah, it just didn't always feel in alignment with my morals and values and and how I wanted to be helping people. 
And I guess as well, you know, some people, they didn't appreciate my time or value my help. So I suppose I wanted to get into helping people more that actually want to help themselves and then I can make a real impact in their life and we can really help them make changes in their life because they want to help themselves. So yeah, when I went on maternity leave earlier this year, I called myself out on the bullshit and excuses or reasons I'd been giving myself as to why I had to remain in my law career. And I thought, what have I got to lose? And I didn't have the excuse of I no longer have time for additional study. I was on maternity leave. And this was before my son was even born. I had like eight weeks off before he was even born or close to maybe six weeks off. So it's like I had all this time and I'm always someone that likes doing something because as you can see from my past, I've always sort of been like a hustler. Like I've always worked, I've worked since I was 13 years old and I've always from a young age, I've supported myself. I've worked really hard to to do things and achieve things. Yeah. I, I suppose I, I can't just sit there and do nothing. So you know, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to study. And I decided I wanted to study uh, neuro-linguistic programming because I do love psychology and neuroscience. And I loved psychology in year 11 and 12 at school. And so I thought, yeah, that's what I want to do. And then I, I decided I wanted to uh, use that to get into mindset and empowerment coaching to make a real difference in people's life and create change where people actually wanted to create change. So yeah, here I am now. I am actually qualified as an NLP practitioner and it feels good. It feels in alignment. Like honestly, it feels amazing to finally be doing what I love and what feels good to me. And so I just wanted to share with you that, you know, God, the universe, higher power, whoever you believe in, they always have a way of getting you back on track. And obviously this experience has taught me it's important to always listen to your intuition, but it also shows that no matter how many times you try to bypass it or ignore it, it'll still it'll still say that and it will only get louder. You know, I could sit here and say if I had have listened to my intuition five or so years ago, then I could have got into the coaching space a lot sooner. And that is true. But I also believe I am a better mindset and empowerment coach now that I have practiced law. I've worked with lots of different types of people and I just have more life experience in general. I'm also a mum now. So all these experiences now make me a better mindset and empowerment coach than, you know, what I would have been five years ago and I guess the drive to study NLP and the passion for it has grown stronger because that inner voice within me to get into the coaching space has gotten stronger as well. So I'm not saying that I wasted time by not listening to my intuition sooner because I do also believe everything happens for a reason and yes that voice was apparent back five years ago and it's only gotten stronger since but I've also learned things in the last five years by being on this journey by being on this path and I've still ended up where I'm meant to be right 
so yeah, I just really want to show you that no matter where you've come from in life, that you can achieve great things and you deserve to live authentic and aligned life. You know, you don't need to rely on others. You have all that you need inside of you and you just need to tune into your intuition. You can access that inner knowledge and resources that you need to then move forward and feel like you are living in alignment. So I'm just going to talk about how you can actually practice listening to your intuition or how you can tune into your intuition to gain clarity through, yeah, listening to that inner knowing and that intuition. So firstly, meditation is an amazing tool or technique that you can practice. And so some people believe that meditation involves completely clearing your brain or mind of of everything. I sort of disagree. I think that's almost impossible. I like to focus on my breath when I'm meditating so that all other distractions disappear and go away and I'm just focusing on my breath. You could focus on like a candle or something else, but it's just for you to be able to get into a really deeply relaxed state, a meditative state where all other distractions are gone, you may just focus on one thing so that all the other distractions and chatter in your brain goes away and you can just sit with yourself and then at that point, sitting with yourself, you may get a certain feeling or things may come to you um, and it may also be worthwhile after that practice to journal on um, thoughts that did pop up or thoughts that came to you after you'd exited that meditative state. Yoga is also another great way to just be in your own body uh, and really like feel into your own body, listen to yourself and breath work, you know, they all involve to a degree getting in a really relaxed or meditative space or state where you can listen to your intuition or gain clarity. Again, Journaling is so amazing. So you may choose to either use journal prompts if you're a really structured person and you like to use journal prompts, or you could just do a brain dump of everything that is in your mind and just write it all out. And often externalizing your thoughts, writing them on a piece of paper allows you to order them and just make so much more sense of your thoughts So like for an example, it's like a simple maths equation, 442 plus 571, right? You might not be able to do that like that just in your head, but if you write that out on a piece of paper and do the simple addition, it's a very simple equation that you'll be able to work out. And so the process of externalizing it and writing it out on a piece of paper allows you to do that sum so much quicker and makes it so much more simple and that's the same with your thoughts and what's going on in your brain so I would also encourage yeah either doing journal prompts or just brain dumping what's in your your brain to help gain clarity or listen to what your inner knowing or intuition is trying to tell you I also find walking you know, any form of movement, getting out into nature, breathing in fresh air just allows me to be with me and get out of 
life and all of the other distractions going on so that I can tune into myself. Even reading or listening to podcasts or other people that inspire you, you know, can just cause something to ping off inside of you or nudge you or some sort of sign for you to think, hang on, is my intuition, my inner knowing trying to tell me something here? So yeah, I just encourage that perhaps you pick a couple of practices that work for you. And these are just some practices that I do, but you may find other practices work for you in just sitting with yourself in your own thoughts and just gaining clarity. You may find other practices, but I would suggest that you pick a couple of practices and then do them at least a couple of times uh, a week each and just see, notice how much more clarity you start to get in your life about what you want or where you're going, what your purpose is. It really is amazing and life-changing. And I will say that it is hard at first when you first start these practices. It can be really hard if you're not used to just sitting in your own presence and being with yourself and trying to tune into yourself, but it does get so much easier. And then once you practice it and you know, oh, that's my intuition, then it's so much easier than trying to decipher is that my intuition isn't it so it's all just practicing uh, and finding a practice that works for you and that you actually enjoy so like I said you have everything you need inside of you you have all the knowledge and resources and your soul your heart you know they know why you're here and what your purpose on earth is and I would really encourage that you practice tuning in so that you can actually figure those things out so that you feel like you're living a purposeful and aligned life. And I will also say that, you know, when things crop up, like initially with me, you can say, oh, no, 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 you know, that's not socially acceptable. I can't do this because of that. You know, you can come up with a million and one excuses under the sun. But I will just say that you just need to live your life not worrying about what other people may think or may say about you and you just need to go for it because it's your life and you only get one shot at it and you don't want to regret not living a life true to yourself because you wanted to impress others and so if something's on your heart go after it it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks and you know what the worst thing that can happen is that you fail and failure is a good thing you fail You learn what you can do better next time and then you do it again and again and again until you you succeed, right? So yeah, get out of your own head. If you think something silly or you're worried about what other people will think, just get out of your own head and just go for it, okay? So I will just say... um, You will get to know me a bit more throughout these podcasts, so make sure you stay tuned. That's a wrap for today, guys. Um, So I do hope you will have an amazing week. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to review and subscribe to the podcast as that really helps me gain credibility and helps me reach more people. And even if you just recommend it to a friend or share it on your stories, that is really appreciated and helpful because like I said, I want to impact as many people's lives as possible. And also remember to follow the Step Into Your Power Instagram, which I will link in the show notes for more empowering content and to keep up to date with me. 
And lastly, if you'd like to get in touch with me, ask a specific question, or you have a topic you would like me to cover on the podcast, you can always slide into my DMs or email me at danny, D-A-N-I, at stepintoyourpowercoaching.com. Anyway, thank you again for listening, and I will speak to you all next week. Bye.